Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to tune into this podcast during this Easter season. We've been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began. Each act of worship combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text of how to do so. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this Easter day as we celebrate the joy of the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We now sit or kneel for our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Christ, our Passover Lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil, and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, 
who died for us. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. Let us therefore rejoice by putting away all malice and evil and confessing our sins with a sincere and true heart. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory.
life and power, who through the mighty resurrection of your Son overcame the old order of sin and death to make all things new in him, grant that we, being dead to sin and alive to you in Jesus Christ, may reign with him in glory, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be praise and honour, glory and might, now and in all eternity. Amen. The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 10, beginning at the 34th verse. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the word which he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. The word which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses to all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him manifest, not to all the people, but to us, who were chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, beginning at the first verse. Now I would remind you, brethren, in what terms I preached to you the gospel, which you received, in which you stand, by which you are saved if you hold it fast, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brethren at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God which is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter, and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. 
Peter then came out with the other disciple, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first, and stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen clothes lying, and the napkin, which had been on his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Saying this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and said to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't love amazing? It is a constant source of astonishment to me what love is capable of achieving and enduring. Love has the power to transcend the boundaries of space and time and even mortality in that we don't stop loving someone simply because they are no longer with us. And love has the power to inspire extraordinary things in very ordinary people. Acts of loyalty and service and self-sacrifice that go far, far beyond the normal call of duty. But of course, by the same token, the greater the love, the greater the sense of loss when we are parted from someone whom we have loved very much. There is a terrible helplessness and hopelessness about Mary Magdalene's visit to the tomb of Jesus on that first Easter morning, as our reading from St John's Gospel describes it. Mary goes completely alone to the tomb. She goes in darkness and unlike some of the other gospel accounts in which the women go to the tomb carrying spices to anoint the body of Jesus, there is no apparent purpose to her going. She just goes. It is as if her grief and her loss are so deep that she simply cannot do anything else. She cannot sleep. She cannot settle to anything. The only thing that she can think of doing is to go and be close to his dead body. There is no logic to it, just terrible, overwhelming human grief. 
And so nothing prepared Mary for what she was to find when she reached the tomb, because it was open. The stone that had sealed it had been rolled away. The crucifixion had been horrific beyond all imagining. But if that were not bad enough, now it seemed someone had desecrated the tomb in which the body of Jesus had been laid and had stolen his body. Even Mary's desire to grieve alone, close to him, had been denied her. When she summons Simon Peter and the other disciple to the scene, and they discover that the tomb is indeed empty, the two men simply go home. After all, there is nothing else to be said or done. But Mary stays. Even though the situation is as hopeless and as helpless as it can possibly get, Mary stays alone with her grief once more. And all that she can do is weep. She cannot see beyond her loss. So much so that when two angels in white ask her why she is weeping, she cannot see them for who they are. All she can say is, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Even when the risen Lord himself speaks to her, saying, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? She assumes he must be the gardener. It is an extraordinarily convincing portrait of a woman who is simply beside herself with grief. It is only when Jesus calls her by her own name that Mary is jolted out of her despair long enough to recognise that the absolutely impossible is literally staring her in the face. Her Lord lives. It is him. This is real. The grave could not hold him. God has a strange habit of doing remarkable things with hopeless situations, transforming relationships that are so shattered and lives that are so broken that even the very best of human wisdom says there really cannot be any point to this anymore. I can't help wondering how many people across the globe have found themselves inhabiting that particular desolate space during the past year in the shadow of the pandemic. It is characteristic of God's power to transform lost lives and lost situations. Which is why when we do see it in action, we tend to experience it as gift. And more often than not, it is a gift that is completely unexpected. The cross is central to the Christian faith because it forces us to confront the worst excesses of human evil, human suffering and human despair, and to take the reality of such horrors with profound seriousness. Indeed, the whole point of Good Friday is its sheer, perverse pointlessness. It confronts us with the terrifying possibility of utter meaninglessness in human life. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But the message of Easter is that however deep and impenetrable that darkness and hopelessness may seem, however horrific the suffering, however absolute and final the death, that is not the end of the story. New life can and will break through. 
Love is, in the end, far, far stronger than death. Those who sow in tears really will reap with songs of joy. And we know that to be absolutely and utterly true because Christ was raised from the dead. Death could not hold him. Which is why, for Mary Magdalene in the garden on that first Easter morning, and for us here today, the world is suddenly a different kind of place because we know with absolute certainty that death cannot have the final word. In the words of a hymn that was sung here on Good Friday, were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory, to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Christ our Lord, who in his love for us died, that we might live is risen. And we pray this morning for all people in all places and in all kind of need. We pray especially this Easter morning for the churches in Jerusalem and the people of the Holy Land. We give thanks for Alison, our rector, Jeff, our associate priest, and all who make our worship here at St Bride's and online possible. We give thanks for their loving care and support. And now we are able to start to meet together again. We ask that you will encourage them and continue to give them the strength to help us to meet the challenges that will lie ahead. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, we pray for everyone in our global family that has been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. We pause to reflect and remember those whom we have lost Give thanks for those who have worked so hard to bring it under control, for those who have cared for the sick, and for those who are still suffering from its effects. We pray that we will continue to emerge from our lockdown and see life return to normal. May we be open-hearted, 
compassionate and generous in our support of those who need help on the way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, this Easter morning we give thanks for the beauty of the earth that you have given us and pray that we will work together with other nations and peoples to secure its future and protect it for generations to come. Give us, Lord, we pray, the courage and ambition to see new ways forward and to do things differently. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, as we meet in your name today to marvel at the mystery of the miracle and celebrate the joy of your resurrection, we pray that you will guide us like you did your first apostles and open our minds and hearts to your wondrous power and love. Help us to go out to live and to work to your praise and glory. We give thanks especially for those who care for, educate and protect our young people. Give them, we pray, the faith to share your teachings with the generations to come, that they may grow to know you and the love and strength that having you in their lives can give. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless and protect Elizabeth, our Queen, and all those in positions of authority. This Easter morning, we pray that the light of Christ will inspire the leaders of your world to work together to ensure we learn from the mistakes and divisions of the past and strive to build a stronger tomorrow and a world that is free from fear and violence and where opportunity and chances are open to all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be by the side of and comfort all those in pain, those who are facing the challenge of illness and the loved ones that face it with them. Give them, and all who are ill, the strength and faith to face each day, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, grant that they may return to good health as quickly as possible. Let us remember also those that have died and have now joined you in heaven. We pray that they will all find peace with you, and that you will comfort those who are left behind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we take time to remember in silence all those known only to us who need your support and love. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers, these prayers for, the for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand? The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Give thanks to the 
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. God of life, who for our redemption gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross and by his glorious resurrection have delivered us from the power of our enemy. Grant us so to die daily to sin that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his risen life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. <laughs>